Good morning, and welcome to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan, here with co-host Monica Braz. And Monica is the Director of Marketing and Strategic Initiatives for BBB Serving Western Ontario. Good morning, Jim. And Monica, September is always like a new beginning as summer winds down and the school year begins, but boy, this year is different. Definitely different for everyone. No one has been untouched. BBB is constantly looking for ways to help consumers and businesses as we make our way through this. BBB has created an information piece that promotes seven steps businesses especially can take to build trust in the marketplace during COVID-19. We'll take a look at that communication a little later on this morning. And as we enter September, even though summer weather lingers, we know cooler weather is on the way. So it's a good time to talk about taking care of our heating and air conditioning system. And Bill Salmon of Salmon Plumbing and Heating will join us to bring us some tips. It won't be long before those autumn leaves begin to fall. Many end up in our eaves troughs and plug up our downspouts. Cleaning those eaves troughs and the rest of the exterior of your house is all part of the services offered by Shackshine. This morning, we welcome Yvonne DeBoer, franchise owner, to tell us more about what they do. Thanks for joining us on the show today, Yvonne. Well, thank you very much for having me. So, Yvonne, what are some of the reasons people might want to consider cleaning their eaves troughs? Well, the, the, uh, the number one reason that you want to get your eaves eaves troughs uh, cleaned out um, is basically to keep water away from the foundation of your home. Uh, Over time, leaves, sticks, and uh, other roof debris settle in your gutter and will eventually clog your gutters and downspouts. And sometimes homeowners don't realize it until they see water overflowing from their gutters or even water seeping into their basements. Uh, We've seen gutters that are so full that the eaves troughs begin to sag and buckle and and pull away from the home, and now there may be expensive repairs. Um, It can even pose a safety hazard in the winter. Uh, If the water's not flowing, it can cause ice buildup, and as the snow melts off your roof, it has no other place to go than to spill over onto sidewalks and driveways, uh, refreeze, and now it's a slip hazard. So what's the timing on eaves trough cleaning? Is it once and done, or is it done on a regular schedule? How, how do you do that? Most homeowners have their gutters cleaned out annually, but it really depends on the property and the amount of large trees in your yard and in your neighborhood. Uh, fall is a very popular time of year once the leaves have fallen, but many of our clients get them cleaned out in the spring as well uh, to catch the leftover winter leaves that have fallen or been blowing around or winter over winter and uh, before the heavy spring rain. So in terms of you actually, you know, having these services done, are there some things that need to be considered so that you can maintain social distancing and actually, you know, help people getting these services completed? Oh, absolutely. Uh, We're definitely living in some uh, challenging times. Um, And the safety of both our clients and our technicians is our highest priority. Uh, We do have a no contact policy in place where clients have the option to pay for our services online or over the phone. Um, Our technicians themselves are required to maintain a safe six-foot distance away and are always masked when interacting with our clients. Uh, They're also gloved while they're cleaning and have a regular routine of sanitizing before and after each job site. Uh, The technicians themselves are driving their own work, their own assigned work van whenever possible and use their own individually assigned equipment 
whenever possible. Uh, when they're working on a client's home, they still maintain distance from each other, uh, with one technician starting on the front of the home and one technician starting at the back of the home. So lots of practices are in place to keep everybody as safe as possible. Uh, Yvonne Shackshine does more than just uh, cleaning out eaves troughs. What are some of the other services that uh, you do when you're uh, shining a shack? <laughs> well, we, we like to call ourselves your one-stop shop for all your exterior home detailing needs. So in a nutshell, we clean and maintain anything on the outside of your home to keep your home looking its best. Uh, those services include uh, window washing, both interior and exterior, gutter cleaning and washing gutters, soffits, fascia, uh, house washing, brick, aluminum, vinyl siding, uh, power washing, driveways, sidewalks, porches, uh, decks, fencing around pool areas, and roof blowing and cleaning. And uh, my personal favorite, of course, is the house lighting that we do around decks, gazebos, pergolas, and of course, Christmas lights in the fall. The work that you do then is just strictly exterior cleaning. Yes. The only thing that we do inside client homes is the interior windows. Um, and it just kind of makes sense for us to do it. Um, I mean, I don't know too many people who only clean one side of their glasses, right? So it just makes sense to get the, the full satisfaction of clean windows to please clean the, both the inside and the outside. One of the services you mentioned that really kind of surprised me, Yvonne, was roof cleaning. Uh, why would you consider that and what's involved there? Well, the, the biggest thing that we have noticed here in London um, is a great deal of moss and algae build up on rooftops. Uh, not only is it unsightly, but it actually damages your shingles. So we remove moss manually just by brushing it off and then the client has the option of a light bleach spray to uh, kill any spores that may remain. Um, and we finish up with a thorough gutter cleaning, of course, as well. You also mentioned sidewalks, patios, porches, driveways, um, probably driveways that some porches could be parked on since I felt the need to have to say that. So how, you know, how are they treated so that, you know, cause you, you made a, a really excellent point, right? Like once the leaves start falling, if there's water buildup, then also things can sometimes become dangerous. So, um, how, you know, how do you clean that so that you can, um, clear away any debris so that things can stay safe? Well, wooden decks and porches, we power wash uh, manually using our 4,000 PSI power washer. And it's a really good idea to get that done because LJ can also build up on wooden decks and porches and can pose a slip hazard, obviously. Um, our, the sidewalks and patios and driveways, we all wash using a small sound, like round surface washer, which we very lovingly call our pancake, which again, just removes a lot of the dirt and debris that uh, when it gets wet, it can get very slippery. You wanna keep them as clean as possible to keep everybody safe. Now you also mentioned Christmas lighting and it seems early to start thinking about that, but uh, you do the calculations, it's not very far away. Uh, how soon should we book that and, and uh, uh, what's involved? Do, do you supply the lights or do we supply the lights? How does it work? Yeah, there, there's nothing uh, actually that shines up your home more than Christmas lights. No amount of cleaning will do anything compared to Christmas lights. Uh, the way we operate is you, the client, purchase the lights from us. So they're yours outright. And it's also a little, little bit of an investment uh, in the first year because you're actually purchasing the product. And then what we do is we charge installation and takedown fees. 
Uh, when we take them down, we pack them into a tote, and the tote is stored by the client at their own homes. We do not store the lights for our clients. We don't believe in holding your lights hostage. Um, <laughs> yeah, when? Uh, the earlier, the better, honestly. I've already started doing estimates, and we begin installations in early October. Uh, November is obviously our peak month, so if you want to avoid the rush and uh, also other in unpredictabilities such as uh, weather, so I would definitely encourage anyone interested in getting Christmas lights on their home this year to call sooner as opposed to later. So there we are. That's our first bit of Christmas preparation. Yvonne, thank you very much for your time this morning and for telling us a, oh. a little bit about the Shack Shine. You're very, very welcome. Thanks for having me. Yvonne DeBoer is the franchise owner of Shack Shine, an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau. And you can look them up in the BBB business directory. We'll return after a short break to turn up the heat. And we're back. I'm Jim Swan with Monica Braz, and you're listening to Ask BBB, a weekly program that features information from and about businesses accredited by BBB so consumers can be better informed about products and services they're buying or contracting. September means cooler weather is on the way. And when it arrives, you want to be sure that your furnace or heating system is up to the task. Our guest now is Bill Salmon of Salmon Heating and Plumbing. Welcome to Ask BBB, Bill. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. We all know the furnace and air conditioning is something that we probably don't think much about until it stops working. But are there things that we should think about so we avoid that time when it doesn't work and we're stuck in a bad situation? Um, I think probably annual maintenance is a really good thing. Uh, if you're handy, if you get a professional out once and have him do the maintenance, maybe there's things that you think you can handle yourself. And uh, in other cases, it's, it's a good idea to bring in the professional all on a regular basis and have a check. What you can do, again, is is you can monitor your furnace filter, making sure you're changing that, that on a regular basis. And as far as the air conditioner is outside, make sure you're keeping that outside condensing unit clean and, you know, free from things, you know, plants and stuff growing up um, around it. Bill, this is the time of year when we, we need heat one day and air conditioning the next. Uh, are there things that we should keep in mind when we switch back and forth from heating to cooling? Well, generally, that's more of an issue in a commercial building. So it's never been a you know that big of a deal. You can switch it back and forth. And th what this will do is make you be a little conscious of whether you really do need heating yet or you still really need your air conditioner. If, if you're a little involved in recognizing that, gee, I better turn it on now when I get home at night or whatever because I, I need my furnace on versus in the morning, I better turn on the air conditioner because through the day it's supposed to be fairly hot. You know, that is a really good suggestion. It just makes you be a little bit more aware of what it is th that you're using, right? Whether it's air conditioning, whether it's heat. But what about if you're one of those people that just never thinks about it and then, you know, is stuck switching over to air conditioning when the house is quite warm or the other way around? Are there any devices that can help you switch automatically and transition between hot and cold? Yeah. Or is it something Absolutely. that can be... Okay. And does like, and if somebody doesn't have it now, can it be retrofitted? Maybe you just want to share a little bit about that. Sure. So there are thermostats that have like uh, most thermostats, if you have heating and cooling, they have a heat, a cool and an autumn and an off mode. And some of them also have an auto mode. So auto would be if you got everything programmed in there, um, then 
when it if it needs cooling then it's going to bring on the cooling if it gets too warm and if it gets too cool and it now needs the furnace to come on it will do that but it certainly is available and of course in a commercial building you definitely would have that Okay, we're talking about uh, systems that work and uh, are, are great. At what point, Bill, should we consider replacing our furnace? Well, in, in all honesty, that's changed quite a bit over the last several years. Um, and if anything, the time has got shorter. So equipment isn't lasting as long as it used to last. But I think one of the things people should be thinking about or might push them to want to change their equipment as if they're facing a major repair. Uh, and again, if you're doing annual maintenance, you're going to get some input from the technician. Uh, he's going to tell you that, look, you might want to start thinking about this in the next couple of years or whatever. I would say in general for furnaces, probably, um, 15 years would be the earliest you normally change it. It's not uncommon to have equipment run 20, 25 years. But again, as the equipment gets older, um, it's probably more important to have somebody looking at it on an annual basis so that you, you know, get a, a sense of how it's running. He, they can make an adjustments or make you aware of something that's starting to fail so you aren't left in the lurch on a cold winter night. And the other thing that you'd want to think about is if there is a major repair, um, if you have that major repair and there's warranty on it, that's one thing. So you could, that major repair could be done and it's a minimal or no cost to you, where once it's out of warranty, if it's a major repair cost, you have to make that determination of whether you want to invest that money in that older piece of equipment again, depending on its condition versus investing in newer equipment that comes with full warranty and all the other things that, and the advances and, and efficiency and quiet and, all, and comfort and all those things that are on newer equipment. So those are good suggestions for people to start thinking about even before their furnace needs to be replaced because then they can start thinking about how they can best make a decision that will meet their needs. But if people are looking at new heating systems, you know, how do you determine what's best suited for your home, for your lifestyle, or maybe even just your budget considerations? Well, I, that's why um, generally in our company, and I think with most contractors in our business, people are coming out to your home, taking a look at what you've got. They're sitting down with you. Uh, it is a fairly major purchase what you don't want to do is buy a piece of equipment that you shouldn't be buying just because that's where your budget is today. Because remember, this equipment's going to be in your home for 15 or 20 years. That's a long time. It's really important. Uh, it, it's part of the enjoyment of your home, the comfort of your home. Uh, so, you know, you don't want to be just rushing and picking necessarily the, the lowest cost solution. Um, out there but so in our the equipment itself there's single stage equipment which is has one firing rate which is what most people would have on older equipment today um, then there's two stage equipment that um, has a low firing rate and a higher firing rate and the reason that's so co common today and people choose it is um, uh, you were talking earlier about having a thermostat that would switch between heating and cooling on days. So obviously there's days we need heating. Uh, so we need heating at 10 degrees. 
uh, Celsius. But we also need to be able to heat our homes at minus 15 degrees Celsius. Well, the capability of that furnace has to be different to satisfy those two conditions. And the last thing, there's other furnaces that are not only just two firing rates, but they, they modulate maybe from 30% of the total firing rate all the way up to 100, depending again on how cold out it is. And so these, these become furnaces that gently deliver heat and it makes the house temperature more even and more comfortable throughout the home. Bill, besides checking the BBB directory for accredited businesses, what, what should a consumer look for in an HVAC dealer? I would suggest maybe um, checking how many years somebody's been in business, um, maybe asking friends and neighbors. I think that's always good. But when you do ask them, ask them what was the criteria that they used. If, if, uh, because it was a great price, that may, not be the, <laughs> that, that may not be the same thing for you. Price may not be as important to you. Um, I would say you might want to check out their place of business. Um, do they have their own capability to fabricate the sheet metal required? Um, ourselves, we have a, a full sheet metal shop. So these are some things I think that, you know, it is a big investment. It is important. It's in your home. The comfort of your home provided by a furnace and air conditioning, it, I mean, that's, that's really important to people. You feel it every day. Bill, we want to thank you very much for taking time to uh, talk to us and give us some information as we get into this uh, cooler part of the season. Thanks for being with us this morning. Well, thank you very much. I enjoyed it. William A. Salmon, Bill, is the owner of Salmon Heating and Plumbing, an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. Look under Heating and Plumbing in the BBB directory and you'll find them. The Better Business Bureau works to build trust in the marketplace. When we return, we'll look at ways companies can build trust during COVID-19. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with Monica Brass, who is the Director of Marketing and Strategic Initiatives for BBB Serving Western Ontario. Accredited businesses with BBB subscribe to a set of standards to build and maintain trust. During this pandemic, besides issues of honesty in transactions and quality of product and services, people are concerned about contracting or spreading the COVID-19 virus. So businesses need to take steps to reassure customers that they can trust that everything is being done to help prevent the spread of the virus. A recent publication by the BBB outlined seven steps businesses can take to build trust. And the first step is to communicate and educate. We all want to know what the impact of the pandemic is on the business or service. So answer questions and provide your COVID-19 policy directly on your website. Next, be honest and transparent. We want to know about the health measures the business is taking and how it might affect expectations. If they do that, then I know ahead of time that I might have to wait to get into the store because only a limited number of people will be allowed in there at one time. Then I can better plan my outing. That's a great example. The third step is to take extra safety precautions like wearing masks, social distancing, and regular sanitization. Yes, I think that builds confidence when you see surfaces being sanitized regularly by staff. The fourth step for businesses is to provide affordable options. Money is tight for many families, so if you can offer discounts or flexible payment options, that can really help restore confidence. And the fifth step? Adapting to customers' needs. Honor requests. Provide special accommodations as needed. 
And the sixth step businesses can take is to embrace technology. If you haven't been online, build up your online presence to help answer questions, consultations, or even make payments. And step number seven. Promote your BBB accreditation. And from the customer's side, as customers look for that BBB seal, it tells you that you're dealing with a trustworthy and ethical business. And if they want to review that, they'll find those seven steps uh, on the BBB.org site. And Monica, that's our time this week. If you have a story about a business that has gone above and beyond during this unusual time, please send us an email or contact us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at BBBWesternONT. Or if you have a question, a guest suggestion, tweet us at hashtag AskBBB. And if you're interested in becoming a BBB-accredited business, visit us online at BBB.org and become part of one of the largest business networks in North America. And thanks for listening to Ask BBB This Morning. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Monica Brass. Remember, Ask BBB. And start with trust.